Yo, welcome to the No Ideas Original Podcast, episode 99, featuring Shannon, Mr. Rob, Zane, and Ken. And today I'm flying solo dolo. Y'all stuck with me, Shannon, for this particular episode. But the fellas will be back soon. We're looking forward to getting the gang all back together again to get it popping for y'all. But for today's topic, we're going to be talking about things that have been in the news two very, very distinct situations that that has been the topic of conversation for many people. We're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving, and we're going to be talking about John Gruden. Those have been the two most popular people that have been in public eye this week. So, for those that don't know, Kyrie Irving is an NBA basketball player that plays for the Brooklyn Nets. And as a member of the Brooklyn Nets, he's subjected to the New York City indoor mandate, which means for him to participate in home games or games against the Knicks, because the Knicks are a New York team, he would have to be vaccinated. Initially, there were talks and speculations of the possibility of him being a part-time player and only participating in role games to get around it. There was also talk that he said that he um, anticipated that he was going to get an exemption from taking the vaccine also. But with the season rapidly approaching, the Brooklyn Nets decided to take the position of not wanting any part-time players and not wanting this to be a distraction, so they elected to have him sit out until he agrees to be vaccinated. We're going to hear Kyrie's position on this in a minute also. I have a snippet from his Instagram live. You know, I have to say I'm certain this was a hard decision for Kyrie to make because by doing so, he's not going to be playing with his teammates. He's not going to have a chance to play the game that he loves. He's not going to be playing for a championship team, which many many people expected the Nets to be in the finals against the, the Lakers this year. And he's also going to be forfeiting a portion of his salary. Now, why do I say portion? I say portion because despite Kyrie's desire to not take the vaccine, the Nets intend on still paying him upwards of close to $19 million, right? And the reason why they intend on paying him a portion of his salary is because the vaccine mandates are not causing him to miss all of the road games. The only road game he would have missed would be the road games against the New York Knicks. So yes, he had to sit out for the Brooklyn Nets games, and he had to sit out for those two two New York Knicks games, but he still would have been eligible for other games. So this is a pretty ballsy move across the board for all parties, right? Kyrie being vocal and standing on the square regarding his beliefs, and the Nets saying, fine, we respect your decision and your beliefs, but we don't want a part-time player here, so here's half your salary until you figure out. Until you, until you figure it out, which, what it is you want to do. Let's listen to Kyrie share his position on this, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to give you my take on it. Uh, you know, it's just sad to see. Uh, it's, it's creating a lot of division, a lot of confusion, you know, a lot of people saying things that are untrue. Um, we're not giving space for each other to speak. You know, you got doctors out here working hard, physicians out here working hard, and um, everybody's trying to do what's best for them and their families, which I respect. And I'm always going to put that first. You know, everybody out there, it's not, you know, listening to me or, or making this about me or painting this picture like, yo, I'm the voice of reason, so you should do this. Nah, like, it's just about staying real and staying true to who you are and making the choice for you what's best. You know, everybody has their own family. Everybody has their own tribe. You know, everybody has their own issues or traumas that they're dealing with, trying to heal from. And, and I'm just trying to support as best I can. You know, I'm a, I'm a, ho- I'm a hooper. Uh, you know, I've been a hooper since I was, you know, down there four years old. And, uh, you know, coming into the NBA, I, I just had a dream to play ball at a high level. And, you know, I didn't anticipate all this coming with it. Um, but if I am going to be uh, responsible for my own life, then I got to speak on things that, that truly matter to me. You know, I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to 
uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, <laughs> you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that shit, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me, and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect. You know, and, and I don't want to uh, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if, if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. You know, this wasn't an issue uh, before the season started. This, this wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. And, uh, you know, I had a, a chance to strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my, my talent uh, to continue to, uh, you know, inspire, influence people in the right way. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like this, this is not part of, uh, <laughs> you know, what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors. I'm, I'm just a hooper, right? Like I'm, I'm just a person uh, who, who's being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. <laughs> like just hearing the way people speak so, con you know, with so much conviction about what I should be doing with my life and, and what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me, what the organization be feeling about me. And to be honest with you, if you really know me, I mean, and you see what I do out there, I put in a lot of time into my craft. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sitting here to give y'all information, give y'all a whole bunch of, you know, my wisdom beyond my years and knowledge. Now nah, I'm just here to stay real. I'm always gonna stay true to me. And that's me, you know, this is my life. I get to do whatever I want with this. This is one body that I get here, one God body that I get here. And you telling me what to do with my body and it has nothing to do with the organization. I'm gonna put that out there. It has nothing to do with the Nets. It has nothing to do with my teammates. This has everything to do with what's going on in our world. And I'm being grouped in to something that's bigger than, than just the game of basketball. And you know, you got that. That fandom, you know, which is like a religion to people out here. Basketball is like a religion. Entertainment is like a religion to people. They, like, get so caught up emotionally. It's just like, yo, effing get vaccinated or just leave. You know, we angry at what you're doing, man. And it's just like, nah, that's, like, what are you talking about? I'm a human being. I have emotions. I have feelings. I have thoughts. Uh, things that I keep to myself. Things that I share. Uh, but I'm staying grounded in what I believe in. It's just as simple as that. It's not about being anti-vax or about being, uh, you know, on one side or the other. Like, it, it's just really about being true to what feels good for me. Uh, you know, I'm still uncertain about a lot of things, that, and that's okay. You know, if I'm going to be demonized for having more questions and taking my time to make a decision with my life, then that's just what it is. You know, like, that's that's something I got to sit in. You know, I know the consequences of the decisions I make with my life. You know, I'm not here to sugarcoat any of that. But if, if we really going to be real, 
Like, it, it's crazy times we're in. It's crazy times. Like, how many people are really thinking with, with, the, with, a balance, with a balanced view? You know, how many people are really thinking about the future of what's going on? It's crazy times we're in. We just came out of one of the craziest pandemics of all time, and you're telling me to think rationally. How many people are really thinking rationally? You, I'm not the focus here. You know what I mean? I got on here to, to really show that, like, I'm real enough to stand up when I feel like I'm being put in a, in a effed up position. You know, like, I'm, I'm not even that. I haven't hurt anybody. I haven't committed a crime. I'm not out here acting dumb, stupid. I'm out here taking care of my family, my kids. I'm out here putting on for the youngins. I'm out here trying to create a legacy that lasts a lifetime, you know, like multiple lifetimes. And if if I'm being called out on what I'm doing with my life and I'm just living righteously and I'm living for me and I'm living for the people that love me and support me, you know, how is it that I have to be, you know, at odds with, with everybody or people are coming at me? You know, like I had to really sit back and think about this and meditate and pray and ask God for the words to come on here because like this, this is not normal. You know what I mean? Like this is not normal. What's going on? This is not normal. And I'm not going to get too emotional here either. I'm just thinking with my logic. You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking for all those that are dealing with similar things that I'm dealing with. You know, you got to put your livelihood on the line in order for a mandate that you don't necessarily agree with all the way. Like nobody should be forced to do anything with their bodies. Nobody should be forced to do anything with their bodies. Like, you only get one of these. If you choose to get a vaccine, I support you. If you choose to be unvaccinated, I support you. Do what's best for you. But that doesn't mean go around and start judging people for what they're doing with their lives. You know, like, I'm going to continue to serve others. I'm going to continue to be me. I'm going to continue to be there for people that, that need the resources, that need the information or need access to different things. You know, it's, it's, it's big fights out here for social issues. You know, we still got racism going on. We still got violence going on. We still got social injustice going on. And to process all that and still go out there and entertain, it's not the easiest job. You know, like I'm, I'm human. I feel all these things. I, I don't just go home and just be thinking about ball all the time. Like, ooh, that's not reality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's really not reality. If you go home and you're only thinking about your your entertainment or your job or or, or what's what's what you gotta handle. You know, like the reality is that if you truly connected to the source, to the Creator, you're gonna care about others sometimes more than you care about yourself. You know, I, I love love just people helping one another that's always gonna be me right all right so a couple of things come to mind when i think about this first let me say that i'm not pro or anti-vax i'm on the mind that people should do what's best for them and they should do so without attempting to demonize people that have another position so that means that if you're very much somebody who's out there waving the pom-poms telling people that they need to get vaccinated you know kudos that's fine for you if, also if you're somebody who's on the internet you know, debunking every claim that people have about the vaccination and you're an anti-vaxxer, kudos to you also. You know, whatever it is you choose to do, you choose to do. But this is why I salute Kyrie for standing on the square, for being true to his morals and beliefs with complete conviction. You know, sometimes people will waver when money is, money is in a position to, um, 
to make things make things a little bit more comfortable or easier. Um, and Kyrie's never wavered in his approach, and he's been unapologetic as he should be. You know, he also um, drew a hard line in the sand last year when, or the year that the players were in the bubble when they were all um, reluctant to resume the season over the Black Lives Matter protests and George Floyd's death. I don't see a reason why the Stephen A. Smith of the world should have an opinion on how one man approaches this versus another. And we all know Stephen A. Smith is extremely opinionated and always has something to say and always wants to add something to the conversation. Um, in audio, we just heard, though, uh, Kyrie stated that he is not pro-vax or anti-vax either, and he doesn't want to be a spokesperson regarding this model. You know, I, I applaud Kyrie for this because what a lot of people don't realize is that money makes decisions like this a lot easier. So let me give you an example of that, right? So, for example, Kyrie is already a multimillionaire, and he's going to make $19 million even if he never touches the court this season. That alone makes it much easier for him to opt out, to opt out than a person living check to check, making the hourly wage, or a person relying on their job for health insurance. Wait, 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 wait. I know, I know, people always say they're being, people, people have always been saying that they're forced or they feel they're being forced to do this and that they don't have a choice. But what Kyrie did show was that everybody, we do have a choice. Is that choices are easier to make when you have resources, right? So that means that if you're a person that is financially comfortable, you know, you're receiving a pension, you have a fixed income, or you're unemployed, a decision like this is much easier than the average Joe that has to get up and go to work every day for a company that also has a regulation hanging over their head, whether that regulation be from the federal government or the state that they must abide by to run their business. So, you know, a lot of people think that this is a decision that the Brooklyn Nets made. The decision that the Brooklyn Nets made was that they didn't want to have him as a part-time player and they allowed him to go home, but they were going to pay him half of his salary. But I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets are following the guidelines of the NBA and the NBA is following the guidelines of the city and the city's following the guidelines of the state, so, so on and so forth, right? So there's, there, there is a, a, a litany of things in play that impact this decision. And I'm almost certain that the Brooklyn Nets, you know, they probably made this decision from the standpoint of making sure that they can continue to successfully run their business and that they don't get any blowback. Um, you know, back to the idea, this, this, this idea of choice, right? Because you always hear people say that they're currently in a position now where they don't have a choice. Well, I think we've all been faced with choices, and there have been times we may, we may not necessarily like the choices that we have in front of us, you know. It's unfortunate, but think about how many brothers and sisters we know that may have been put in a position where they either must take their chances at trial or they got to take a deal. You know, fundamentally and at its essence, that process is not ideal, but that is one example of how choices may not always be the choice that we want, right? So there may be an option A, and there may be an option B. Sometimes we can negotiate and potentially get an option C, sometimes it's either A or B. You know, I look back at the presidential election and I listen to people talk about how consequential it would be if you didn't vote for either of the candidates. But the election came and went. Many people didn't vote. And what was the consequence? Nothing, nothing really, just the ability to attack people that voted for either party. But this choice, as it relates to getting vaccinated or not, is consequential because it involves your livelihood. What also gets lost in this, though, is that the Brooklyn Nets are willing and, willing and agreeing to pay him $19 million for a policy they didn't even implement. So again, they're opening their purse without any conflict, without any arm twisting from the union, and they're going to pay him a prorated portion of his salary for not even paying. 
I think, again, that demonstrates just how easy it is to make decisions when you got some coins. When you got money, it makes it, makes it a lot easier to make that decision. Who thinks that the Nets don't want Kyrie Irving on the floor every night? You know, this this had to be a hard pill and a, a hard pill and a bill for them to swallow. But again, when you got money, sometimes it's easy to throw money at the problem. Let's not forget though, there as a business must comply with these guidelines or run the risk of ruining their lucrative business. Whenever this discussion comes up, I always hear people talk a lot about values, morals, and beliefs. I get it, I get it. But I think what gets lost sometimes and what people don't realize is that all these things, however, they're subjective and they depend on the person, right? If there were one set of values, morals, and beliefs, do you think we, we would be debating things like abortion, execution, stem cell research, euthanasia? You know, this is a bigger discussion and I dare anybody watching this or listening this to debate somebody on whose values, morals, and beliefs are better. You can't tell somebody your values, your morals, and beliefs are better. And, and as much as we like to believe there are only one set of each one of those, Different people have different values, beliefs, and morals. So the takeaway from me for this is that Kyrie demonstrated integrity by staying true to not the grand values, morals, and beliefs, but to his own values, morals, and beliefs. And for that, I salute him 100%. You know, and I hope he stays the course. I hope he stays consistent with it and he fights it tooth and nail and that he's willing to set out. But make no mistake, Kyrie is not a martyr, you know, if you look back in the day and you look at the, some of the sacrifices that athletes made, you had a guy like the great Muhammad Ali, who, because he was opposed to, um, to being drafted and going to war, lost three years of his career and probably only made money from speaking engagements. You know, For you brothers and sisters that are not in a place financially to make this an easy decision, I say leave with your body. You know, leave with your body. If you feel strongly that you don't want to put something into your body, then bow out, stand on your square, don't do it and accept the, the and accept the consequences and live the fight another day. Sticking with the theme of standing on your square and speaking of squares, let's talk about the great John Gruden. Oh, man. John Gruden, the head football coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. If only John Gruden had an ounce of the integrity that Kyrie has, he would have stood on his square when an allegedly racist email resurfaced from doing his time as a Monday Night Football analyst. The email was from 2011 when he said the NFL PA executive director, Demora Smith, had lips the size of Michelin tires. Now, when, the information, when this information initially leaked, Gruden stated that he uses the expression rubber lips when accusing someone of being a liar. He offered an apology and told the world he realized that his comments were in poor taste and how they could be misconstrued. He also led with the standard, and we've all heard this one before. Anybody that knows me knows that I don't have a racist bone in my body statement. Usually when they say that, whoever says that is usually pounding the table also for effect purposes. And it's, it's common that people use that also when they're called out for racist behavior. What usually follows that statement is a Sambo that comes forward and co-signs to legitimize the alleged racist as in fact an ally to black people. So you know when you see those photo ops, where they find somebody who they feel is like the dude from CB4, I'm biggity black and I'm black, put their arm around him, and that's supposed to smooth everything over in the black community. Well, it seemed like all was well in, Ra in Raiders Nation again until they began to unearth the other emails. So let's see, John Gruden's additional emails that were leaked exposed that he was not only racist, but that he was a sexist, he was homophobic, 
He was transphobic. He also shared some harsh political opinions, which in all fairness to him is his right. You know, you, you have a right to like whoever you want to like as a politician. But she, she really, he really went in on his emails. So according to him, these are some of the, some of the outtakes from the things he had to say. The great NFL commissioner, Roger, Roger Goodell, is a clueless anti-football vagina. And I use the term vagina to cover up what he really said. You do the math, you know what he really said. Several of the owners were referred to as homophobic slurs. He also had an issue with the NFL hiring female referees. John Gruden also said that he believed that Eric Reed should have been fired for his Black Lives Matter protests. This man even went as far as condemning a, co a congressional bill for allegedly forcing the Washington football team to change their name. He also denounced the commissioner supporting anything, not something, but anything, anything to promote racial equality or justice reform. He came for Caitlyn Jenner. Now, Caitlyn Jenner's an easy target, and she seems to be the punchline for a lot of jokes, but I guess he made it a point to highlight this in an email. This weird, gets really weird. He asked the team president to inform another owner, an owner of a team that he used to coach, the Tampa Bay Bucks, to perform oral sex on him. He came for Michael Sam for coming out as gay. And for those who don't remember who Michael Sam was, Michael Sam was the gentleman that was drafted by the St. Louis Rams. And prior to him being drafted, he came out in public and told people that he, he was a gay man. So what was his response to all this? Um, his rationale as to why he did it, his response to all this was that he was in a bad frame of mind and that the pressure, the collective bargain agreement led to him making these comments. Yeah, I, I want to give a big shout out to Keyshawn Johnson, who years ago told us who John Gruden was, and now we're finally finding out. Why didn't we believe Keyshawn then? Maybe we didn't believe Keyshawn then because Keyshawn is famously known for his quote, just shut up and give me the damn ball. And so he's so famous for that quote that he even wrote a book, I think, called Give Me the Damn Ball. But needless to say, everything that Keyshawn Johnson had to say about him seemed to have come to fruition. It's come to the surface, and now the world is on full display for the world to see who John Gruden is. A couple of things I want to know as it relates to this topic, though, is that if he doesn't like black people, he doesn't like indigenous people, he doesn't like gay people, or he doesn't like transgender people, why is he so invested in discussing them? Why does he have several emails about these particular people if he has all these issues with them? For the life of me, I could never figure out why people devote so much time and energy discussing other people's sexuality or gender. If, if you're not dating Caitlyn Jenner, why do you care? Why is it any of your business? You don't own the Washington football team. Why do you care what, what the name of the team is? At that time, he wasn't even in the game, and he got as much... At that time, John Gruden wasn't even in the game, and he got so much heat regarding the collective bargaining agreement, meaning that you're an analyst. You're the guy that literally watches the games on TV and give your opinion about what's going on and analyze the game. And you upset that the players, that the players are trying to get together to make sure that they have a fair collective bargaining agreement to sign off on? That, to me, just perpetuates what people think about the NFL. And I'm sure everybody's heard it before that the NFL is ran like a plantation. But let me say this in, clo in, in closing. The difference between this dude and Kyrie Irving is that Kyrie is going to stand on the square and take the feedback. But John Gruden, John Gruden resigned. 
He's gonna lay low for some time and he's gonna resurface with the same racist, sexist, and homophobic ideologies. And guess what? When he comes back, he's gonna be the same dude with just a slate wipe clean because he sat down for a period and he stayed out of the public eye. We need to see who was on the other end of those emails also and hold them accountable. Because I wouldn't be surprised if it was some of your favorite exec NFL executives, commentators, journalists, other coaches. I would not be surprised. So he sent them the emails, though, because he, he either believed that they agreed with his views or they were comfortable enough with him making these statements offending all these people. Right? And, and to sum this up, this is all this from a dude with the first openly gay player on his roster and several African-Americans on his roster. And he's still trying to tell people that this is not how he feels about these people. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Leave it in the comments. What do you think about Kyrie standing on his square? And should John Gruden stand on his square? Should John Gruden come out and be like, look, this is who I am. These are my views. Respect them. No, let, give us the feedback. We want to know what you think. This concludes episode 99. Our next episode is going to be episode 100. I want to thank everybody, everybody for rocking with us. We're going to continue to give you great content and great discussions. And if you haven't done so already, check out the No Ideas Original Sports Podcast with King, Kareem, and Theo. Peace out, everybody. Like, comment, and subscribe. We'll catch you on the next one.